Well, when I go down to training, guys, I see just <laughs> the coach Chris Scott standing to one side, and there's Nigel Lappin calling the shots. He's got them all under control, and he's been good enough to join us for a chat. Nigel, welcome to the program, by the way. Great to have you. Always good to have a chat, guys. That's not quite the case either, Dwayne. I appreciate it. That's definitely not how it works. <laughs> you do look like you're having some fun down there when I do wander down. It seems as if, well, I went down there the other day. There were kids there. One of the players took his dog. Um, it's always, I'm sure not every session's like this, but it seems like it is still a fun place to be, even though you know you have to make up a few wins to get yourself in the eight. Yeah, absolutely. And we think it's really important to make sure you're enjoying your footy and and none more so than when things aren't quite going uh, perfectly to plan. But it's a really good challenge for us at the moment and no better challenge, obviously, against uh, a team that's been in pretty good form over the last month month themselves. They're playing well in and around the contest. They've actually shifted the way they're playing a little bit, so we'll have to be on guard with a couple of things that they're doing differently. So looking forward to the challenge. Nigel, we will talk about footy, of course, but when you mentioned the the happiness of the place, you know, and the footballers love playing in a glowing environment, can you tell us how truthful it is if, you know, if a player calls his helmet... My daughter's having a fifth birthday. You know, I've got to go and watch my son play in a basketball grand final. Can I miss training? And and they are. But is it to that extent where it's happy footballers are better performing footballers because of that leeway? Uh, yeah, definitely. With with our group, we find that. But there's still a time to sort of knuckle down and be professional for us. Like that's our main training day during the week, and there's not many guys that miss that. Um, but during the for the rest of the week and throughout the year. We like to have some flexibility with our players um, and, and we just treat them as adults. Um, but to be honest, all the fun sort of led by the players. We've got an amazing group of, of senior players that just love their footy and they love the environment and they're the ones that create it. So, I mean, you know, you guys know Tom Hawkins really well. He's just a, a beautiful person, gentleman, really. Um, and he really leads it along with, you know, a couple of people that we've introduced, like Jeremy, like everyone um, knows the way that he plays his footy and the type of guy that he is and, and his background and the things that he enjoys, and we really embrace that. We try to embrace every individual and, and play, uh, try and allow them to play to their strengths. Nigel, what was the what was the major shift that you, you noticed in the way that you look at the game and the way that the team plays with your performance last week? Uh, we, we've been, personally, we've been working on some things for uh, the last five weeks, some things that we needed to shift. And I mean, you guys look at the stats enough. Like, we've been a lot easier to score against this year than what we have been in the past. And um, we felt like over the last few weeks, we've had a real shift in some of the things um, that we've been implementing and starting to work for us. Um, Obviously, against Port Adelaide, they they got away from us, but mainly from centre bounce. So the rest of the the game that we're able to defend reasonably well. So it's been a really big focus for us. And obviously, that starts in the contest. Your ability to to get territory and keep it in your front half and, and then not allow the opposition to exit your front half as quickly as what we were earlier in the year. So that's been a shift from us. I mentioned the stuff with the Swans. So the Swans will be a challenge because they're starting to take the ball forward. Generally, in the past, they're a team that like to go backwards um, and then go around you from contest. But they're starting to take the ball forward, which makes them, if they can get the ball through the front and give their forwards a chance, they're looking really dangerous at the moment. So that would be a watch on Nick Blakey, how you play him? Because he, he likes to try and take on that corridor. Yeah, and I mean, it, it sort of seems even more so with Nick when he gets the ball in his hands. Like, clearly he, he runs and the overlaps, but also with his ball use. Like, instead of him trying to find an easy release, he's looking through the corridor and trying to find those those kicks, especially on the 45. And because he's got such a beautiful leg, it's through most players. But it's normally like a 15 to 30 metre kick. With, with Nick Blake, it's a 60 metre kick that can really cut you in half. So 
we need to defend him well, but we also need to, to be ready for that behind the ball. So for, for the local coach out there who's thinking, I've got a game tomorrow and we, we're, we're playing against somebody and it's there, Nick Blakey, we're worrying about, you say, we've got to defend him well. How do you defend that player? Tell us what, what Geelong's strategy will be ahead of the ball and maybe even his opponent. Yeah, well, with his opponent, I mean, the best way to defend him is to make sure he's not taking intercept marks. And he's a beautiful reader of the ball in the air. So, firstly, we need to make sure. Like, he might end up on an Ollie Henry. So, Ollie will do his research during the week to make sure that he's not influencing and taking intercept marks. Because those types of players, when they're taking intercept marks and floating across third up, they've often found space and they've read the ball uh, before a forward. And it's really hard to catch up if you're... If you're trying to do that. So that's the first part. Um, and then secondly, like, we just play a collective defence. It's not one person that um, that goes to Nick Blakey or if it's Ollie Henry that's playing on him, it's not just his job. We need to make sure that we, um, if he's the most dangerous player on the ground, that we take him out. And obviously with the overlaps for him, it's really important that the closest player to him can take him out. Um, so just a couple of things that we'll work uh, really closely on tonight with him. But in saying that, they've got some other really nice um, attacking players. Obviously, Ollie Florence has gone back there and he's had a huge year for them. He's, uh, he's been performing really well and, and Lloyd's been a really a ripper for them for a long time. Nice. Gary Rowland awesome. actually played um, quite well last week. But did you, Chris, or any of the other coaches play a role in keeping him focused after the hit on Jeremy Cameron? Or was that purely just the teammates on the ground? No, it was a combination of both. So you could see in the moment the leadership group went to him, and in particular um, Tom Stewart was fantastic with him. And then Scotty grabbed him uh, when Gary had his first rotation post that. Um, but in, in saying that, too, like, uh, Gary um, is a com- he's someone who's like sensitive in that sense. Like he would have he would have felt really bad about what he what had happened, even though it was an accident. Um, and it's, He's got the maturity now. When he came off, he was able to reset himself and, and obviously reset himself really well. He was, he's had a really good month for us, um, in particular last three weeks. But that game last week was a really special game for him. He, he pretty much, in the last quarter, helped us get over the line, I thought. All right, mate. The obligatory. Let us get a headline here. When are you going to be ready to coach <laughs> league football? Uh, well, um, I'll never say never, Derm, but I do, um, at the moment, sort of with where my life's at and where my family's at. Um, I, and I just love working at the Geelong Footy Club so, and working for Scotty. So um, when things change here at the Footy Club and, or when they tap me on the shoulder or when Scotty decides to move on, I'll definitely look at that, those types of things then. Has that shifted in your mind, Nigel? I know uh, we've done a little bit of work together, but is that something that, that you've become, I suppose, more, not focused on, but more attuned to, to thinking that, that way? Yeah, well, like for me, like the things that I always think about what I enjoy the most in footy, and for me, it's not necessarily I enjoy working with people rather than managing people, if that makes sense. So the things that that, um, that I probably get the most out of is still taking a bag out of the out of the ballroom and, and going out on the ground with a, a young player and teaching them how to play footy. And, and sort of as a head coach, I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't do that, but you've just got so many things pulling you away from that stuff. There's so many other things that, that take up your time and your attention, which it needs to. So... Um, until I get to that point where I feel like I'd be a better manager than I am coach, um, I'm still happy to, as I said, to, to be in the background. Uh, you, you never lose it, mate. I, I was actually out having a kick on the ground today with a young fella. <laughs> you, you never, <laughs> ever lose it wanting to assist and have a ball in your hands. Hey, tell us, who works harder? The senior, I know who's under more pressure, but who works harder, the senior coach or the assistant coaches these days? <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I won't answer that question because um, Scotty will bash me. But <laughs> no, no, I, I certainly know who's under the most pressure. It's, it's one of the most high-pressure jobs um, in the world, I reckon, um, being the head coach of a professional sporting organisation with um, all the eyes on you and, and all the supporters that demand and expect so much, which is understandable. And another big week, Nigel, for the for the club as well with Jimmy Bartel and, and Corey Enright uh, into the uh, Hall of Fame, which is massive. Yeah, it was huge for the footy club. Um, both are clearly um, superstars as footballers, but just both genuinely great people who um, carried themselves a way on and off the field.